Welcome back to the Tan and Jam Hint Show. It is, uh, I've been off for two weeks and I forgot to play the intro music. <laughs> so uh, we are we are live currently. Uh, so just just pretend there's a, there's a uh, 30 second countdown. Um, I'm glad I didn't say anything regrettable, but uh, Tanner is not here. The, the boss is not here. I'll even, I'll, I'll even give him that title today uh, since I uh, screwed that up terribly. But uh, joining me, from Boiler Breakdown podcast fame, and one of Tanner and I's best friends. He's been on a couple times. Uh, Evan Webb, yeah. how you doing tonight there, Webb Dog? Doing pretty good, Jay. Man, appreciate you guys having me. Trying to get big shoes to fill. Nah, I guess. not really. Nah. <laughs> Who's your favorite president? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, I feel like the obvious answer is like George Washington because he started this whole thing. Um, sure. Abraham Lincoln did some pretty cool stuff. Um, so I'll go with one of those two. All right. Theodore Roosevelt. Yours? Oh, there you go. I read a book uh, a couple years ago called River of Doubt, where he literally, after he was president, went down to the Amazon with a couple people and uh, explored this river. And they called it River of Doubt because they didn't know where it ended up. So they <laughs> encountered like tribes and disease and all of this stuff and like a couple people died a couple people were murdered by these tribes and uh he uh got malaria and somehow survived so he was a uh, fascinating dude who also survived an assassination attempt because he had a big old booklet in his breast pocket and the bullet i, I read right about that yeah yeah and uh he uh finished his speech um with the bullet lodged in that so pretty fascinating Gangster. guy don't don't know anything about his policies, but uh, didn't he like found like the? I just guess I didn't rely on my flying idiot, but didn't he? Do, he was big with the uh, national park system. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I believe he was, uh, which makes sense because he was such an outdoorsy sort yeah. of guy. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's usually known as one of the or considered one of the greatest, probably five to ten ever. Um, so he's 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 my guy. Um, I got some birdie bogey here for you. I don't even need to bring it up. It's in my, it's in my head. Um, what college program, college football program, has the most draft picks of all time? I saw this on Twitter yesterday. There's one college football program that has 525 draft picks, uh, which is the most ever. Can you name uh, that college football program? Um, so you got like birdie- a, a handful to choose from. Yeah, it and it is. I mean, I, I can give you – it is like one of the blue bloods of yeah, college yeah. football, if you will. Um, I'm not going to give you any more hints. I might give it away. But uh, yeah. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located at 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. They had all-you-could-eat fish on Friday. Uh, what else have they had here? They had smoked prime rib also over the weekend, which sounds delicious. Um, and as always, you can get uh, $2 whole smoked wings and $1 off domestic brewskis every Monday night at Arlington Public House. Um, all right. So we pretty much have college hoops, college hoops, college hoops. Um, you can talk Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, if you'd like. <laughs> Um, I'm good. <laughs> you 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 get it at home a lot, so you're I, more I in tune, yeah, to yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the Travis Kelsey. Not by choice, Swift, but yes, uh, yes, yeah. But uh, no, um, I actually I was gonna bring up the Bears because we mm-hmm. Tanner and I do not talk 
the Bears that often. For good but reason. they're in a interesting spot. Number one overall pick. Um, still have Justin Fields in the fold. Who? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to trade out of that number one pick? Do you want them to keep Justin Fields? Do you want them to take Caleb Williams or a Drake May or whoever flies up the board? Yeah. The thought of taking uh, a Drake May um, gives too. I mean, it probably just because of where he went to school sure. <laughs> gives Trubisky uh, PTSD, which I ended up kind of <laughs> by the end of it. I hated the move at the when it first happened. Um, I ended up, I grew I grew to like Trubisky. Um, yeah, it's a tough situation. I I see both sides of the argument. Um, I have been in the. I, for the most part, I'm in the camp of keeping Justin Fields. Um, I don't know. I don't think I have a good reason for it, other than I just I like the guy. <laughs> I feel like he just hasn't had a whole lot to work with. However, he, I feel like he also hasn't improved a ton on his own. Um, so there's that. I'd like for them to see maybe what they can do with a you know trading back even one one pick and seeing what they can get because um, they've got quite they can get see what kind of haul they can get. Um, I think I read today or yesterday that they. They're going to have like around 70 million in cap space to spend this year. Um, so you can get a lot of weapons. Um, but then I've also, there's like the argument that, you know, you people don't usually win Super Bowls, you know, trying to build around a guy who's okay. You have to go out and get that elite guy, whether I don't know if Caleb Williams is that elite guy, but I mean, he's why you take that chance. But as of today, I'm still kind of in that. I like Justin Fields. I'm, I'll rock with him. Yeah, there are so few elite quarterbacks in the NFL mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, we grew up with, of course, Peyton and Brady and Breeze and Roethlisberger and Favre and Rodgers and all these guys. And now you have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it had, had it been last year, I probably would have said get Caleb Williams, but just maybe just because just like his year, you never get the greatest yeah. year as as a as a you know, def- trying to defend his Heisman. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, and I mean, I'll, part of it's not all of his fault because his defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. But um, I just felt like he didn't put up the type of year that you'd expect from a guy who just won the Heisman. So maybe that's part of my problem. He, yeah, coming into the year, he thought, man, can't miss prospect, next mm-hmm. greatest thing. And now it seems like his star is kind of dimmed a little bit. I mean, you obviously mm-hmm. see the arm talent, his ability to move mm-hmm. in the pocket. He he does have a Mahomes-like quality in his ability to make plays like that. Um, and you see that, you're like, you got to take that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there is considerable risk, uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as well. Um, kind of like you said, he didn't have the greatest year. Uh, which it's it's hard to come back after winning the Heisman and mm-hmm. dominating the way he did. Um, and then again, as you said, his defense was terrible, so that's why they ended up going seven and five or whatever they went. Um, I think another thing for for Fields, I think this will be his third offensive coordinator he's had in the NFL. Yeah. So just there's not a whole lot of stability. Um, I mean, you wonder. I'm surprised they kept Eberflus. In a, mm-hmm. I mean, partly supply surprise. So it's like you know, if if you you know, fire him after a year after bringing Caleb Williams, you know, does your next, you know, head coach even you know, have a system that's built for him. Obviously trying to go find that, but it's kind of the situation they found themselves in with Nagy and uh, Trubisky where they brought Nagy mm-hmm. in and they already had Trubisky and it wasn't, wasn't his guy. Not that Matt Nagy was all that cracked up to be anyways, but um, so yeah, it's, we'll see. I mean, they, they run their franchise like a mom and pop shop and it's incredibly frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, third third largest market in the U.S. and uh, uh-huh. they do. It's it, they're kind of running it like the White Sox and the Cubs, and yeah. now the Bulls have started to run it like that too. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing about keeping a coach that's very clearly on the hottest of seats coming into the year. You start out one and three, oh, and four, he's fired week four anyway. So why yep. not just start fresh at the end of the mm-hmm. year? Uh, they, they did play better down the stretch, and Eberflus' defenses were pretty good. Yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of changed when he started calling plays, and that really helped, yeah. it seemed like. Yeah, so. um, yeah I think uh, – who's their new offensive coordinator? He's from Seattle, right? Waldron? Shane Waldron? Yeah, to be honest, I have not paid attention a whole lot since college basketball started, so I have been fair. they've been on my um, back burner. I think you'll see a lot less screen passes because uh, <laughs> the, the, the previous guy, who's now the Raiders offensive coordinator, Getze, mm-hmm. um, yep, liked liked to screen liked to screen passes. Now in yeah. Fields' defense, um, he's not the guy that went out and traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Um, right. D, DJ Moore's fantastic, but you pair mm-hmm. him with like a Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I I'm I'm with you. I think you give Fields at least one more year. Yeah, and it's, it's Shane Waldron as their as their OC. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that's all the football we got. Uh, <laughs> there's not much football. The league, new league year starts in a month, I think. And I saw today the projected cap space was between, I think, two forty two and two hundred fifty mil. And I think the Bears are way up there. Yeah. Um, there's a couple teams in cap hell, which the Dolphins are one of them, and they are a. Uh, team that's talented but not talented enough to be in the cap hell that they are in so it'll mm-hmm. be an interesting slash and burn off season for them um if, if tanner were here i'm, I'm sure he'd mm-hmm. talk about the russell wilson situation and yeah. uh who he wants as their next quarterback he'll he, he'll probably jump on like the bring matt ryan out of uh retirement <laughs> bandwagon or something uh but uh yeah is other than that is it this weekend um, it's, it's usually the last, is it the last weekend of February, first weekend of March, something like that. It's, it's gotta be this weekend or next weekend for sure. It starts uh, next Monday. Okay. I, yeah. I saw a picture. Uh, did you see a picture on Twitter of Brock Bowers, um, from Georgia? Mm-hmm. They're tight. They're tied in. Um, he looks like, um, he'd be like an accountant or something like that. <laughs> not to, not to throw, our friend Andrew under the bus. I realize he's an accountant, uh, but uh, he he does not look like a football player. And this guy's yeah. going to be like a top ten pick. To pick, yeah. Net. He's a beast. Uh, but he just he, he and I for some reason I thought that was the combine stuff because they were kind of measuring him and all of that. But uh, yeah, combine next next week next Monday next week. Yeah, next week. Yep. Um, what Purdue guys are in it? Uh, I know Tyrone Tracy got got an invite, I believe. Um, gosh, there was, I think there wasn't many, not like last year they had, I think last year they had five or six. Hmm. Um, but there's, yeah, they just didn't have the, I mean, right. No surprise. A team that won four games, um, isn't going to do much. Um, but yeah, they've only got one or two guys. I'm trying to pull it up, but not loading. What about, uh, does Illinois have any? Yeah. Um, Johnny Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, projected top 15-ish pick, probably. Um, and they have an offensive lineman. I don't remember his name. Isaiah Williams, who led the Big Ten mm-hmm. in catches this year. Um, pretty sure he's in it. I think they have another guy. but I, uh, Keith Randolph's in it. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Again, a team that won five games. That was yeah. projected to be better, and they end up winning five games. They're not going to have too many guys uh, invited, but uh, yeah, we will not uh, talk NFL probably until the league year opens up. 
next month mm-hmm. sometime and then draft and then you know whatever um let's get you educated here before we get on to college hoops i'm sure let's you got a lot it. to talk about from uh, this week's uh, especially yesterday's game um but uh on this day in 1928 the second winter olympics closed in saint moritz moritz switzerland you been to switzerland uh only via airport okay I yeah know you are a seasoned traveler <laughs> yeah i've just been in the airport a couple times i think twice but never ventured outside unfortunately it, it looks beautiful the pictures i see yeah looks beautiful um, on this day in 1965, the NFL added a sixth official, the line judge. <laughs> Do not ask me what a line judge does. Soon looks at the line. One he might guess. be the one that throws the holding flat, uh, the holding call. Might be the one. Um, on this, a lot of Daytona 500. Um, I'm not a big racing guy. Same. Um, it is going on right now, I think, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Our good friend Connor oh. Thompson's in attendance. He is in attendance. Yeah. He almost wasn't in attendance. And he would have got, <laughs> got postponed another day. Uh, that would have been brutal. Uh, on this day in 1984, the oh, man XIV, what is that? 16? 14. No, 14. 14. Uh, Winter Olympic Games closed in Sar- Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. Here it's lovely this time of year. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 2006, the 55th NBA All-Star Game was played. The East beat the West. Who won MVP? What year was this? 2006. Uh, you said East beat the West? Mm. I feel like the uh, uh, obvious answer is LeBron James. That obvious answer is correct. That was back when they played defenses where both teams scored 100 points less than the East did last night. 122-120. <laughs> um, on this day in 2017, who won the NBA uh, All-Star Game MVP? The West won. 2017. <sighs> I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Gosh, was it like Damian Lillard? That's a good guess. Anthony Davis. Okay. On this day five years ago, 2019, Manny Machado agreed to be the biggest free agent contract in American sports history. A 10-year deal worth $300 with the San Diego Padres. That's not even half of the largest contract now. (laughs) It's five years later. Uh, That's just the going rate anymore. Good Lord. I remember the White Sox um, thought they had a chance with him, and then that quickly evaporated. <laughs> uh, who won the Daytona 500 on this day last year? God, I couldn't, I couldn't even give you a guess. No. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Mm. I figured it was probably a guy named Ricky, honestly. <laughs> uh, on this day is oh man, I'm just I'm sorry, Tanner. I screwed this up royally. I need to, I needed to have the reads up, and I didn't. So forgive me. Um, it's it's going to take me maybe 30, uh, 30 seconds here to, uh, to to get the read for on this day. I'm pretty sure, however, it is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. And let me bring up the uh, read here real quick if my computer cooperates. 
Amateur hour over here, Josh. <laughs> so I wish I could help you out, but I uh, I got nothing. That's, that's all right. Tanner went <laughs> through all this work to get the reads for me, and then I completely forgot about him. Uh, let's see here. It's a good thing he He's, he's probably watching it and critiquing everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently complete, completed projects at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and on Facebook. Let them <laughs> screw that up, too. Man, let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you for 15% off your order. Um. Yeah. Quality it's work. Great for uh, yeah. Quality something. Tanner says something about office man cave. Um. So yeah. Sorry, Tanner. <laughs> uh, college hoops. Um. It is the dog days of February, as Purdue found out this week, where uh, they uh, they kind of flirted with danger on Wednesday, and then the danger caught up with them yesterday. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your frustration? <laughs> well, lucky for me, uh, we had two games this week, and I was only able to watch one of them because the uh, Minnesota game fell on not only Tanner's birthday, but my wife's birthday. Um, and my wife being the diehard Hoosier she is, um, there's absolutely no Purdue talk on her birthday, as I respected that as we were out to dinner. Um <laughs> Check my phone a few times in the bathroom of the restaurant just kind of see where it was and which was a mistake because then i saw we were up like eight and then down 12 or something i was like so then uh, just the stress just came over me mm-hmm. um yeah so thursday they or wednesday they uh played minnesota at mackey uh first game uh like i said like so their last game previous to that was against indiana the previous saturday where they won by 20 um and then you kind of you know maybe expected a you know a, a easy win against Minnesota who they've been playing really well um, compared especially compared to last year. Um, But Purdue found themselves down eight at halftime uh, at home. um, And then even down double digits in the second half uh, before finally uh, figuring out that they should probably kick it into high gear and eventually winning by the final score of 84 to 76. Um, Zachy found himself in foul trouble in the first half, which doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, I think it's only happened a few times the, this year. I know Illinois game was one. Uh, I think at Northwestern was another one. So it hasn't happened too many times. But that's what kind of gave Purdue trouble. Uh, Cam Christie, who's, I mean, I, he might be my pick for freshman, Big Ten freshman yeah. of the year. Um, I know Owen Freeman for Iowa gets a lot of love. Um mm-hmm. Not I don't watch Iowa, so I'm not really sure why, but I mean, I guess he's been Big Ten freshman week multiple times, uh, including this past Cam, week. Yeah, but Cam Christie, you know, was shooting it well from three. Um, the whole their whole team was really, and then finally in the second half, Purdue was able to kind of get the stops they needed. Um, Zachy had another ho hum performance of 24 points, 15 rebounds. Um, Braden Smith added 16 points, eight, eight rebounds, nine assists. He's flirted with the triple double three or four times this year already. Uh, Mason Gills was huge, huge off the bench with 14 points, uh, four of eight from three. Uh, that was the only other uh, Purdue score in uh, double figures. Trey Kaufman ran, added nine. Fletcher Lawyer only had three points, and Caleb First only had six. Um, yeah, so I didn't get a chance to watch the, the game, but I know just from talking with 
Tanner and Andrew, there was a lot of frustration just with how Purdue was playing. One of the things that they were struggling with, which has kind of been a trend as of late, was a uh, free throw line struggles. They were 19 of 32 from the line, um, which is which is uh, if you're the math major is 59.4 percent, um, including Zach Eady going eight of 14. Um, he's I mean, typically a pretty good free throw shooter mm-hmm. for a guy his size, but he is he kind of had this last year too, where it almost looks like he it's almost like he has the yips. Um, and just really struggles, you know, he'll have one game where he's, you know, eight for 10 and another game where he's five for 12, it feels like. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And they followed up with, uh, yesterday's performance Sunday CBS, uh, against Ohio state, who I guess Holden was fired after last week's show. I know Tanner ran solo last week, but Holton was yeah. last. Yeah. Holton was fired, which as soon as he was fired, I was like, crap. <laughs> um, just because, feel like whenever you, you see it all the time, especially in college football, at least yeah. for a week after a team fires their coach midseason, uh, they get a massive boost of energy and they want to play for the coach when, when they could have played for him, you know, the previous 10 weeks or whatever. Um, and Purdue got beat, uh, as you said, kind of the doldrums of February. Uh, just was a frustrating game. I mean, actually, Purdue came out kind of like eight will run to start the game. I thought, okay, I mean, this is, you know, Ohio State, they've got talent, but they've been – really bad this year obviously they fire you don't fire your coach midseason uh <laughs> right. if you're not doing well um if you are doing well i should say um and pretty kind of started out kind of they punched them in the mouth right away it was okay this is you know get them if you get them down early maybe they just quit because it's just kind of what's happened and then bruce thornton kind of did what dynamic guards have done against purdue the last couple of years and he kind of kept them in it kept them um kind of afloat and then once again zach Eady found himself in some foul trouble had to sit kind of the lat- latter part of the first half um yeah, just pretty just really struggled. They looked asleep half the time. Uh, looked like they didn't really want to be there. Um, they found themselves. What was the halftime score? I think they were down. Uh, it was 35 30, so they're down five. So, kind of similar to Minnesota game. It was kind of a, you know, a, almost like a carbon copy of the Minnesota game. There was a, they had too many turnovers. There was a thing, was a minute stretch where um, our favorite player, uh, Jameson Battle hit like three threes in a row. Um, and all those were off busted plays or Purdue got slapped with the ball um, or couldn't get a defensive rebound, which was pretty uncharacteristic of this team. Um, and yeah, just kind of, you can kind of feel it. And then second half, you know, or Ohio State kind of kept it up. Uh, Purdue was able to battle, kind of fought back, got tied towards the end, but just couldn't close the gap. Um, kind of the, What's happened with Purdue? Again, it's only their third loss, but you wouldn't know that judging by Twitter message boards. <laughs> um, but uh, what's kind of plagued Purdue in all three of their losses is turnovers. And honestly, and yesterday they had so they had uh, how many turnovers they had yesterday? They had fourteen. Not great, but not the worst they've not the worst they've had. But the problem is, is Ohio State got 20, 22 points off those turnovers, yeah. um, which is just no matter who you play, like unless you are lights out yourself from three or something like that. Like, it's just not going to, it's just going to get you beat. And on the flip side, pretty was actually perfect from the line 20 for 20, <laughs> um, which I saw a stat yesterday. Uh, I think it's the sixth time Purdue has gone perfect from the line um, since like 2008. And there are one in five in those games. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It, every couple, I think it was like, I think the last time they won was like 2008 when that really? stat was pulled. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy stat. Um, I, yeah, it was just I, I, I guess if you think about though, if you're going perfect from the line, you're probably shooting less than 10 free throws. 
Right. And that's a lot of those were kind of yeah. like there's one game they're like six for six. They were eight right. for eight, 10 for 10. Um, but I think they were 20 for 20, um, especially with Guy. I mean, Zach Eady was uh, eight for eight from the line. Uh, Trey Kaufman Ren was two of two, which he's been really struggling. Um, Lance Jones, four of four. Braden Smith, two for two. Um, and yeah, uh, Fletcher Lawyer, four for four. Um, you had four guys in double figures. Zach Eady had 22 and 13. He actually became the uh, all time leading rebounder for Purdue in Purdue history. He only needed. I think five come into the game. So he knew he was going to get it. Um, he passed Joe Barry Carroll and now he's creeping up on passing Joe Barry in terms of points all time at Purdue too. Um, but I, I mean, Lance Jones had 13 points. He was three or five from three. He kind of, he struggled really early. Um, he had one turnover, the, um, and then he kind of got it going later on the player that really kind of killed them. Um, I think it was Fletcher lawyer. He just was not doing anything. Um, Ohio State did a really good job of running him off the three-point line, which teams have done. I know Arizona did that uh, when they played in Indy back in December, uh, but Fletcher was able to make him pay by driving and getting floaters, getting to the rim, um, which he was getting to the rim and getting floaters yesterday. They just nothing was falling. Um, and then when he's not hitting anything, he's not a great defender. Um, so he, he it's kind of a struggle to have him out there. He only had six points. Zach Eady had six turnovers himself. So he almost had half the turnovers, which is just not, not a great game. And, once again, Purdue found themselves being court stormed. Once oh, again. did they get court stormed? I was going to ask you mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, they um, actually they looked like they did a pretty good. Which I mean, there wasn't they didn't fill the court. I'm not sure what the capacity was yesterday. There was a lot of Purdue fans there. I do, I do know that. Um, but it looked like Ohio State did a good job of when the students started running. They had like literally like security like in between. Mm-hmm where the court storm was happening and where the players were shaking hands. They had like a line of people. So it looks like they did something pretty good about that, which is, I mean, good. what you should do. Um, but yeah, it's, so now the, <laughs> the discussion on the boards is, you know, is this the same team as last year? Um, oh boy. Like is, you know, this all it's, it's, which has happened all three, all three losses pretty sad, which again, it's only three losses. Um, it's, you know, this is the reason Purdue loses in March. This re- exact reason, whether it's a, someone on the message boards or someone, some talking head, um, which I mean, I guess it could be. I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, it's not out of the question that someone's going to lose when they turn it over fourteen times and give up twenty two points off those turnovers. It's pretty hard to 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 win when you do that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been a it's just weird. Um, yeah. And then obviously, I mean, there was the going into the game, there was a discussion of you know UConn versus Purdue. You know, who's the better team? Which right now UConn is playing incredible right now. Um, so they're obviously the they're, uh, they're obviously the better team right now um, as it stands on February nineteenth. Um, but yeah, it's just just the the rise and fall of the fandom is, is pretty crazy after yeah. games like this, which they haven't been playing well um, last probably probably in the last couple of weeks i feel like purdue hasn't played their best basketball i mean they beat indiana by 20 but i still don't feel like they played really well it just it was just kind of indiana was kind of cooked at that point um so you hope that because that's kind of uh, when you do look back at last year this is kind of the time where Purdue really while they were getting wins it was like it was a struggle to get those wins they were you know maybe they were losing large leads or they were just trying to you know, winning by the skin of their teeth in the big 10 tournament. And then you can just tell they were gassed. And I think this seems definitely different this year, but I mean, it's for sure. Tell that to tell that to, uh, yeah. Tell that to the message boards. The fire painter part of the fan base is the dumbest part of any fan base in the country. Yep. Or it's like, Um, I'll see. And like, there's a, which I I think there's some, 
this portion of the family definitely has some merit. Um, there's a lot of people that are angry that because right now Painter's playing a pretty tight bench. Uh, I mean, look at the minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, you you look at the guys that win a national title, make deep runs in the NCAA tournament. They're only going seven guys. Right. They're rarely expanding that bench. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a section of the fan base who feels like, you know, the Purdue's got one freshman, one true freshman, Miles Colvin, who came in, you know, he was a top 70, top 80 player um, from Indianapolis. Who's really athletic. He's got great offensive skill. I mean, he's the guy who comes in, like he didn't play for a couple weeks um, from the Michigan game until the Indiana game, which was like, I think two or three weeks. And then he came in at like the end of the first half against Indiana, off the bench, cold nails a three right away. Like he just kind of has that. He can just kind of come in and hit a shot, which is what you want. I mean, sometimes you need that when your offense is stagnant. Um, and Painter was kind of playing him early on in the season, like especially like the last half of the first half, just kind of get him some run. Uh, but the problem is he doesn't play a lick of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yesterday he just was just not boxing out whatsoever, and that kind of led to some of those offensive rebounds that Ohio State was getting. So there's that famous. It's like, oh, he should have been playing him all this time, you know, so that we can use him in March. But it's like. You can't play defense. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, if you want to play in Painter's system, you got to play defense. Um, so there's like that. And then I had a problem yesterday, which the 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 issue Purdue had yesterday was the lineup that was getting stops, um, which is a lineup of it was uh, Braden Smith, Lance Jones, Ethan Morton, uh, Caleb First, and Zach Eady. They were getting stops, but the problem is Caleb First and and uh, Ethan Morton don't give you a whole lot offensively. So it's almost like you're kind of playing three on five. Um, so that's been the struggle, but it is what it is. It's I mean I'm not panicking yet. <laughs> we'll see right. now thir- when Thursday rolls around if when they play Rutgers at Mackey. Um, you know, Rutgers is playing a lot better since they've gotten Williams off mm-hmm. suspension. Um, you know, pretty beat them up and up and out of Piscataway earlier this year. Um, it was a tough game, but they they're able to get that win. If if Purdue struggles in this next game, then I'll might be a little, consider myself a little worried. Um, I'm sure Matt Painter honestly probably wasn't overly upset about the loss yesterday. No, uh, especially since as you said, they hadn't been playing that great for two to three weeks. He's like, okay, it's your mm-hmm. wake up call. Um, mm-hmm. And didn't uh, didn't lawyer kind of get into a February law last year too? Oh yeah, there was a. Tough. It came out later, like late in the season, that he was dealing with a calf injury. Yeah. So there was that. Um, but yeah, he definitely ran into a brick wall at the end of last season. So I mean, he hasn't played. He's about th- it's now three straight games. He hasn't played well, um, which is a little bit concerning. But also, he's that's the I mean the the kind of problem with him this year has been like he's had his good games are awesome and his bad games are like he's just not existent. Like it's mm-hmm. either. He's scoring 20 or he's scoring two. And it's just no in between. If it was like, like he put up 27, 28 against Tennessee and Arizona, but put up like four against Ohio State. So it's just <laughs> yeah. hoping that can get turned around. We'll see. Um, like I said, I'm not too worried, but it's yeah, it's just the uh <laughs> the it's just again, it's like it, you would have thought Purdue lost their like fourth four games in a row after right. last night or after yesterday. <laughs> Sky it's is falling. just like yeah, which I mean I get yeah, I saw someone on Twitter. Uh, just gonna to Tanner and Andrew when we do the Boiler Breakdown podcast together. I was like, it was a tweet I thought summarized it pretty well. It's like you don't, you see, you know, fan, you know, fan base react this way, like, oh, this is how we're gonna lose in March, um, because that's all we've seen is Purdue, mm. you know, not win the title, not make the Final Four. So it's like when you lose, it's like, oh, this is the reason. This is gonna be the reason for our downfall. You don't see teams like Kansas, UConn, Duke, all that because they've seen, yeah. yes, we lose, but we 
we've seen ourselves get to the mountaintop, so we know that there's things can be done differently. So that kind of explains maybe why the fan base feels the way it is, but we're a middle yeah. of a bunch sometimes. And and the thing is, they're saying, well, uh, that's how we lose in March. Well, yeah, if you play like that, you're probably going to lose in March. But, yeah. I mean, they're what, 22 and three? <clears throat> I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt at this point. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, the I thing think, yeah, that. I think, I think Purdue lost like four of their last eight uh, last year. So if, if they kind of, sure, if we're, if it's, if we're going to the Big Ten tournament and Purdue's, you know, what they've, they're 12 and yeah. three in the Big Ten, if they're, you know, 14 and six going into the Big Ten tournament, sure. Like, I mean, it's very possible. I think that was also my, my frustration was after uh, Purdue beat, uh, who was it? It was right before the Indiana game. Um, cause I mean, obviously you felt confident going to that kind of thing. Oh, after they won at Wisconsin, it was like, okay, you know, win the next, mm-hmm. it was what, one, two, three, four, five, five, six games was leading up to the game in Champaign, which I think all Purdue fans think that's, you know, was likely going to be Purdue's next loss. Uh, was going to be in Champaign. Huh. It was like, just, <laughs> it's like, get through six. These six will be, you know, we're gonna be favored by a wide margin, all these. And then just like, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Big Ten basketball. If you're if right. you're saying like these next, I mean, obviously, yes, they're gonna be favored. It's one thing, but it's just like, just all of a sudden, just talk like, hey, you know, Purdue's got this thing. And I saw like Purdue fans saying, I'll, you know, put a ribbon on it. This thing's locked up. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Not even close. I mean, it's the yeah. same people who were, uh, gosh, when Purdue got their second loss and Wisconsin was undefeated. It was like, they're gonna run away with this thing. I don't see them losing until they play <laughs> Illinois. It's like, now look at it. They're Wisconsin's all yeah. but out of the race now, it seems like. So the the people that are, oh, here we go again after just one loss. Last year's teams didn't have Lance Jones. Um, I don't care what the Koozie Award people (laughs) who put the nominees out there. Braden Smith's one of the top five point guards in college basketball. He's only a sophomore. Um, I know lawyers in this law, but he's better now than he was last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Trey Kaufman ran better now than he was last year. Gill is shooting about 50% from three. Mm -hmm. Zach Eady, Zach Eady. They're fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. This seems that seems to do a pretty good job of responding and especially, I mean, all three times Purdue's lost, they've lost at home and then immediately have a home game. And the last two times they've come out and trounced the next team. So yeah. I wouldn't want to be Rutgers. I hope Purdue comes out and just <laughs> whoops them, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's uh this team's done a pretty good job of you know taking things you know, that happened last year, taking it pretty personal and trying to right those wrongs, whether it was sure. Losing at Indiana, losing at Rutgers, or losing two Rutgers, I should say, um, things like that. So it's hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah. And like you said, I think See, I don't think Painter Painter's all that. No, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he's kind of lost. okay with yeah. that. Honestly, um, speaking of Jeremiah Williams, he was, um, and and the lion eye in the transfer portal this year. And then oh, I didn't he, know that. Yeah, and up until they got to campus. And then I don't know if Illinois got wind of the betting stuff and he was going to be suspended and they needed to go someplace else, but, uh, or he didn't make grades or something like that. And that's how he ended up at Rutgers. Gotcha. Um, Who'd they get? Who'd they get in place of him? I think Justin Harmon. Okay. So pretty fair trade, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Williams has been great, but again, they wouldn't have, have had Williams until, yeah. you know, first of February or something like that. Right. So I'd take Harmon at this point. Uh, I do have one question for you. Um, if you could pick one Purdue player from the past like 15 years that was not like an all Big Ten first teamer to add to this Purdue roster, who would you pick? Not a first team all Big Ten player. 
Hmm, that's a good question. Um, part of me wants to go, which I mean, this might be the best answer because I'm not sure. I don't know what team he made. I'd probably go Chris Kramer, hmm? just because of the 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 downfall I see with this Purdue team because it's happened in two games already um, against Northwestern and uh, Ohio State is a dynamic guard. We saw mm-hmm. him last year. Um, Jalen Huchifino at Indiana came into Mackey and absolutely cooked Purdue um, from the mid range. Cause the way that Purdue plays defense and the way that painter kind of goes about it, he's, he, he's a, he's a big analytics guy. He loves the numbers and his thought is, you know, and the analytics say that the most high effi- or the, the highest efficient shots are dunks and layups and threes. Mm-hmm. And the lowest efficient shots are your mid range twos, because just the way the game goes, I mean, you shared a, a Text in our group the other day. Well, who's who? What? Who's Mark, some Mark team's shot, is Marquette's shot chart? It's literally it's unbelievable yeah. in the paint or a three pointer. There's no mid range game whatsoever. Yeah. There's like three um, mid range jumpers all year or something like that. Yeah. So it's it's he plays a numbers game, um, but when you have a guard who can get to that, you know, get around that pick and get past his guy and pull up that mid range and hit it consistently, mm-hmm. um, which again, and Painter plays the numbers of like you know, more likely than not, they probably won't. But when they do, it usually spells trouble. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see that in the tournament, um, more than likely, uh, depending on how far you get. Um, but we saw it with Boo Booey, who just almost did it twice to Purdue. Um, he absolutely went nuts in Mackey too. Um, but he did it in Northwestern and then, uh, Bruce Thornton played really, really well. I think he had like 22 yesterday, um, kind of kept them in it and got them started. Uh, so I'd probably put someone out there when Lance Jones is a good defender, um, Ethan Morton's a good defender, but having a Kramer right there who can just lock a guy up, um, I'd love that because then you would just take this defense to the next level. Yeah. Painter and Underwood are like the exact same coach in that, which is probably mm-hmm. why they are number one and number two in wins and big 10 play over the past, you know, five years. Yeah. Um, yeah mid, mid-range jumpers. But again, my guy would be Trent Frazier for the exact same mm-hmm. reason you said. Three-time All-Big Ten defensive player. Um, he wouldn't have let Jameer Young go off for 28 yesterday or Saturday, yeah. whatever that game was. Boo Booey murdered him in Evanston. Mm-hmm. Same thing, that that little floater he does, that little mid-range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the exact same reason is uh, why I would take Trent Frazier uh, for my team. But, uh, yeah, um, any more Purdue thoughts as of now? Sorry, dogs going nuts in the uh... – in the background um <laughs> just uh i mean for, for all the pre fans out there just relax <laughs> um they said we'll see i mean i get it i i mean i had the same i had some thoughts on after yesterday's game of like guys this really gonna be like is this because like you go from you know week to week of like dang like you know it's and it's just weird i think as just a Purdue fan just like you know three years ago you know, when they went to number one or two years ago, really but like three years ago, but prior to being number one, like, you know, when Purdue would lose, you know, it wasn't really much. It was, yeah. It wasn't much breaking news, but like now mm-hmm. you've got every, if, unless you're a Purdue fan, it just seems like everybody's rejoicing in the fact that Purdue loses, which I think should just is a testament to where they've gotten as a program, just in terms of the fact that they're nationally relevant in some regard. Um, mm-hmm. But also it makes social media miserable <laughs> when every podcast is talking about how they lost yeah. and just kind of reveling in the fact that they lost, which it's whatever it's college sports. It makes it fun. Um, but give it time. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how we are at the end of the season, but uh, we still got a lot of yeah. faith in this team after. I mean, I'm kind of the same way after each Illinois loss, I convinced myself they're losing out and missing the NCAA yep. tournament. I'm the, <laughs> I'm, the exact, I'm the exact same way. Uh, but 
Uh, I got a, a Big Ten trivia question for you. There are two teams in the conference that have a negative point differential. Can you name those two teams? Negative point. Michigan? Uh-huh. Man, it's a tough because like it's trying to think like obviously my my nexus wants to be Ohio State, but also I'm like, has there been somebody who has just gotten blown out a ton to where it kind of offsets maybe they've had more wins, but they've been offset by major losses. But I'm gonna go with Ohio State. The Indiana Hoosiers. That was my God, that's my yeah. gut said that. But I was I like, mean, I don't want to it's you, too, too you look at that, those me, November <laughs> those November wins against low majors where they're winning by seven and eight points. That's right, caught yep. up with them, <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. I, I figured Ohio State would have been one of them too. I mean, because um, I was thinking about that, like I know they got blown out by UConn, they got blown out by Auburn, um, pretty beat them by twenty two times. I know Penn right. State came out and beat them, yeah. you know, at, at home, which was a t- which was a tough one for them to drop. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they've reached the point of the year. I didn't watch any of their game yesterday. Feels like they've given up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I caught the second half. Um, well, yeah, my wife being a IU grad, we, I watch every game with her. Um, this year it's been more fun than than previous than last year. But um, I, I you, you know, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I could say my wife being the Illinois State grad, I've gotten into Illinois State athletics, but uh, she does not care. So. I will say I, I talked to I talked I think I was on the boiler breakdown a couple weeks ago. I was I did tune into for a brief moment uh, Illinois State versus Bradley uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago ago because uh, I, my former position I was I covered Bloomington and and Peoria so I was like oh, those are my two schools they're two they're two of my customers so I had to show some support but uh, <laughs> shout out to it's no longer Redbird Arena but I don't know what it's called now but yeah shout out to shout out to Bloomington Normal yeah. um, no but yeah, it was kind of it reminded me a, a little bit of the Purdue game, the fact that uh, Northwestern got the lead um, and like, I think they got up like 16 and it was like, this is, this game's like, this is over. And there's like eight minutes left. And then all of a sudden, like now it's a six point game. And like Indiana showed some life and got back into, it, which is kind of, it kind of not as much of the Purdue game, but Purdue got up big. And then Zach Eady's chucking threes um, with eight <laughs> minutes to go. And it's like, yeah, yeah. they they just got this in the bag. But then like, you know, it's like, Oh, they got down to like, 13 like if they hit a couple shots like this game's far from over at least in my that's how i felt at the time um but then yeah northwestern was able to pull it out in the end without ty berry without ty berry malik renew fouled out uh with like i want to say five six minutes left um one of the fouls was questionable his last foul he just straight up just ran into the guy with the ball which i mean it was yeah, they had to call it, which is what fouled them out. So that definitely hurt them down the stretch. But yeah, it's I mean Northwestern is definitely on the same team without Ty Berry. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought Indiana was gonna be able to win that one at home for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean Langborn went off, uh, which mm-hmm. he he got kicked out of there against Rutgers for a hit below the belt. Um, yeah, that's really against Rutgers too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course he comes back. So they they definitely need him to step up because Ty Berry is mm-hmm. a heck of a shooter. Uh, yeah, that, that dude can shoot. Um, how many teams Big Ten get in? Five? I think that's all they have shot to get in. Purdue and Illinois locks. Um, Six. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think, for sure. Um, I'm still going to say I, they have work to do, but I think Michigan State gets in just because if, if they're on the bubble, they'll give it to Izzo. Um, I think Nebraska's in. 
and then uh, yeah, Northwestern. I think that's yeah. yeah, I think six. They're starting to play pretty well too. Yeah. Um, trying to get, I mean, Minnesota, yeah, if they can get hot, they got to get hot. Nebraska's probably uh, not feeling too comfortable. No. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because I mean, Minnesota doesn't have the non-conference wins, um, but if they can steal a couple um, down the stretch, plus maybe win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, maybe. Um, it'd be cool, but I think yeah. even if they make the NIT, that's such a step up for that program after being doormat of the Big Ten last year. No, for sure. But yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, you, you look at it; they blew a twenty-point lead at home and lost to Missouri, and then mm. they blew multiple leads to Wisconsin at home too. So they win those two; um, they're probably yeah. in right now. Um, yeah. So they're they're a lot better. I mean, Dawson Garcia is good point guard whose name's escaping me is good as well um and then cam christie as you said might be the freshman of the year great shooter i think he's better mm-hmm. than his brother um i, I think he will be yeah. better than his brother so stick around more yeah. than a year uh, yeah. but uh questions yeah and i think i mean if yeah that's that's <laughs> the thing with the nil and transfer portal yeah. and all that um and probably i would say coach of the year is probably between hoiberg and ben johnson if i'm if i mean yeah. that's Seems pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, Hoiberg's uh, doing a phenomenal job. I mean, yeah, just a little, little uh, Nebraska, but they've been they've been fun to watch. Who's your uh, Big Ten uh, Player of the Year? And I feel like you have. I mean, Zach. I, was, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, Shannon making a case yeah. that he could if he if he gets hot down the stretch. I mean, I think honestly, I, I almost. Maybe pick the mask over him just because I feel like he's just been so steady for them. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Boo Boo is going to make a, a run for it, depending on how they can do. Um, he's been great, but yeah. And been... then I, I mean, we're pretty much just rounding out the first team all Big Ten. So I think <laughs> Boo Booey and Edie are for sure locks. It, uh, Shannon's an interesting case, though. Who knows how yeah. the voters will vote? Um, mm-hmm. Jameer Young has a chance. Um, yep. Braden Smith has a shot. Um, maybe AJ store. I don't know. Uh, Domask has a shot as well. I mean, Domask yeah. is averaging 19 points a game in big 10 play. And he's the reason why they stayed afloat without Shannon for those mm-hmm. six games. Yeah. He's um, been, so. which is crazy to think that that son of annoying team <laughs> I know. with them, Lance Jones. And what, I think his guy's yeah. name is Xavier Johnson is the point guard. Who's going yeah. off for him this year. Uh, points I think I was, I was, what game? I think it was, it was, it was Illinois game. Um, what Robbie was talking about, he was talking to Domask about like, how did you guys not uh, do better? And I think he said they lost their conference tournament um, championship. I think it was Mast for Nebraska who hit like, I think he played for Bradley, yeah. hit, hit hit the game when he shot. So yeah, that's right. Domask has a case to come back next year too, if if he wants to. Oh, does he? Uh, he only played ten games his sophomore year, and then he broke his wrist. I want to say. Okay. Uh, but he's he's used his co- this is his COVID year, so yeah. I don't I don't know if they'd give him that. But again, I think he could make some pretty good money overseas. Uh, so oh, yeah. who, who knows what he wants to do? But again, Illinois' NIL pool is pretty substantial. So yeah, um, maybe that that'd be nice if he did. But uh, all right, we got 13 minutes left. We got to hurry up a little bit. Um, let's pick some games real quick. Uh, Iowa at Michigan State Tuesday night. I'll take Michigan State, yeah, just because they're home. Yeah, um, 
They are one of the six teams, I think it's six teams in college basketball that are top 35 in offense and defense on Kempom, believe it or not. Michigan State point. Yeah, what was that? I mean, our buddy Cameron Screeton shared with us a couple weeks ago that uh, with them and Indiana had like the same exact conference yeah. and overall record, but their net was like 70 points different. <laughs> like, yeah, which I think yeah. The, the, Baylor, the Baylor game was helping them out a lot. That helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean they're playing better, but uh, yeah. I just I I can't root for them ever. Even against nope. Iowa, I'm gonna have a hard time rooting for them. <laughs> um, Maryland at Wisconsin. Wisconsin needs this badly. badly. <laughs> if they have, yeah, if they have if they want any shot of like just trying to contend, but I think Wisconsin is on Maryland. Yeah, I, offensively they are tough to watch at times. Yeah, they're really good defensive squad. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I mean, Illinois scored 85 on them, but again, both teams mm-hmm. shot 30 plus free throws. It was a nearly unwatchable game. And honestly, I I, yeah. I wouldn't even say that the officials were whistle happy either. I think both teams just no, beat the crap just, out of each it other. It was a physical game. It was a very yeah. physical game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me Wisconsin at home. Um, Wednesday night, we have Illinois at Penn State. It's not at the Bryce Jordan Center, though. It's at oh, their it's little, not. It's at their tiny, this tiny little rec center arena. Huh. Um, that uh, holds like 4,000 people, so it's going to be packed. <laughs> they kicked their leading scorer off the team, so I'm worried there's going to be like a Chris Holtman effect that they're going to rally together. <laughs> Has he played recently, though? Because I feel like – I know they played at They Indiana went into Indiana him. and blew them out without him. Without so, him. So I didn't know if he had played um, – I hadn't paid attention since then, so I don't know if, they had, if he had played. I want to say he came back, but then he did not play okay. over the weekend, and then they officially kicked him off the team today. Um, okay. I mean, he's so balling yeah, balling for him. I haven't seen anywhere except from one guy on Twitter that said it's not at the Bryce Jordan Center, so I could be way off. But uh, it sounds like it's at the small arena, which scares the daylights out of me. But <laughs> give give me Illinois. I I think I think they've kind of hit a stride a little bit. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Yeah. As much as I need Penn State to pull through for Purdue, just to give Purdue more cushion after yesterday, but I think Illinois gets it done. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska at Indiana, huge one for Nebraska. They have to win a road game eventually. <laughs> eventually, um, man, and Indiana needs this just to. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, you're fighting. I think just to stay out of the CBI. I don't think they would take the invite anyways. Because um, yeah, it could get. I mean, I was looking at their schedule earlier, and it it could get. I mean, they have them at Penn State, home against Wisconsin, at Maryland, at Minnesota, home against Michigan State. So they could lose out. They could. Um, ESPN matchup Richter gives Indiana a 50.1% chance of winning. Um, and just for that, give me the Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Indiana as well. No, yeah. Nebraska has to win on the road eventually for me to pick them on the road. Yeah. Um, you can get into this game for as low as five bucks. When's the last time that's happened at Assembly Hall? Yeah. When's the last time winning in Assembly Hall was a quad two win, which is what they were yeah, saying yesterday after, after Northwestern yeah. had it? Yeah, it's insane. Man. Uh, you do wonder what the fan because I, I didn't know what I didn't know what they did attendance wise on yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured it'd be pretty, you know, not as well attended, but man, this could be tomorrow. Could yeah. be <laughs> it could be bad. Yeah. A, yeah. a Wednesday night at 8 30 Eastern time. That, yeah. that could be a rough crowd there. Um, yeah. uh, Rutgers at Purdue. Wishful thinking to give me the boilers and a bounce back win. Uh, they win by hopefully 15. 
Oh, they win by 15. If 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 Purdue scores 70, they win by 15 against Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> offense is miserable. Um, Ohio State at Minnesota. Uh, after since the Ohio State got their uh, interim bump for one game, I think Minnesota wins by like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just, they 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 got that high. There's no way they're gonna yeah. be able to match it. Uh, give me Minnesota. If they win, they're over five hundred in Big Ten play. Minnesota, wow. uh, Michigan at Northwestern. I don't know if Doug McDaniel can play road games yet, but uh, that doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, <laughs> Michigan's so bad. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah Northwestern. Give me Northwestern. Um, Indiana at Penn State. Uh, just because it's on the road, I'm going to take Penn State. I think they kind of repeat what they did down in Bloomington. I'm going to take Penn State as well. Iowa at um, Illinois. Should be a high-scoring game, uh, one would think, at least for once, team, because Iowa just doesn't want to play defense. Uh, but give me Illinois. <laughs> Illinois hasn't played defense since about January 1. So. I saw their uh, Ken Palm defense, like, plummeted. Because uh, I, yeah. I thought they were like, gosh. Because I was looking at the other day, I was looking they at were I feel like they, top they were pretty 10. close to Purdue. Yeah, yeah, they were top ten coming into um, second round of Big Ten play, and since then it's been terrible. But the offensive efficiency is like third in the country since then. Yeah, they can score points. Um, getting Shannon back will help defensively, you yeah. think, but it hasn't yet. Uh, Purdue at Michigan. This game it shouldn't, but this game scares me just because it's on the road. It's um, a loot. I mean, you lose, yeah. it's awful. You win, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's terrible. I, I think I said it when it happened, but I was like, after Michigan won the national championship in football, I was like, they're going to announce they're going to bring the team back for the. I don't know if they have brought the team back for the game, but I was like, they're going to bring it back for this game to pack the place out because people want to see it. Um, but yeah, give me Purdue. Yeah, give me Purdue large. Ohio State at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. Give me Michigan State as well. Last Big Ten game of the week, Minnesota at Nebraska. It could be a really fun game to watch, actually, um, that will probably get enough attention. But I'm a, I'll take Nebraska just because they're at home. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. I'm going to take Minnesota on the road. I think I like they have it. a big week and get themselves right on the bubble, in position <laughs> to be in position, as John Ross <laughs> likes to say. J-Man's Book of Richard Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life Home Auto. Business Renters, Workers Comp and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561. Email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Six minutes left. I have one more segment to get to, and that's the Pick 6 segment where I chose six sports topics, and we debate them in one minute or less, clearly. Uh, <laughs> start, starting with Travis, not debate them, but Travis Kelsey. I mean, one of the best tight ends ever. Um, obviously, I mean, he was. I didn't realize he was drafted when he was drafted. I thought because um, mm-hmm. I was just daily. I was just like, when did he? You know, when was he? You know, I knew he was older than Mahomes, but I was like, how much? How much uh, earlier was he drafted? And I was like, it was 2013. He was drafted by yeah. Kansas City, so he'd been in the league a little bit before they got Mahomes. But um, I mean, kind of that new age tight end who's just dominant. Um, I think I think he is setting up his career even before dating taylor but he had his career post football trajectory was like that of like the rock i think like he'll be uh he'll be a tv personality i mean there's thoughts of like him and his brother doing kind of a manning cast type thing Mm -hmm. after they're both retired which i mean they've got great personalities i mean he's gonna be he'll make a ton of money post football (laughs) uh mac mcclung uh back-to-back uh dunk champion dunk contest champion um dude's got hops i mean I remember yeah, watching his high school highlight reel. It's yeah, ridiculous. I was watching some earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, he's it's, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, he put on a show. 
Yeah, I mean, it's great he put on the show. It's also bad that the NBA has to pull guys from the G League, G League to yep. uh, play in the dunk contest. It's yes. terrible. Uh, Caitlin Clark. Uh, the GOAT. Um, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed watching her. I actually had the, I was lucky enough to watch her in person uh, when she played at Purdue, put up a triple-double, um, including a, a borderline half-quarter. That didn't count, should have counted, and should have been an and-one. Um, but she can pass. She can shoot. Um and she could come back for another year, but hopefully she's playing for the Indiana Fever next year. Um, it could be really cool to for the city of Indianapolis to have her. Her apparently, I didn't realize this, but her boyfriend, um, Old McCaffrey, uh, uh-huh. works for the Pacers. I, I, he lives in really? Indianapolis, so yeah, he works for the Pacers. So kind of maybe he did that prematurely, knowing what was going to happen. So uh, yeah, um, she is very clearly the greatest women's basketball player of all time, college basketball player of all time. Yeah. She's arguably the greatest college basketball player of all time, regardless of gender. Right. Um, I mean, she's only about a hundred points away from Pete Maravich's all-time record. So yeah, and uh, she's doing she, it in. I mean, this is her fourth year playing. It's not like this is like yeah. her fifth year, and she's it's she's right. and she. I mean, the thing too, like, it's not like she's just chucking all the time. Like she gets her teammates involved a lot. Yeah, I um, mean, she set the record, and she also had thirteen assists that game. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, she's fun to watch. Um, Jay Williams. Speaking of Caitlin. <sighs> That ticked me off. Uh, hater. Yeah, he's just a hater. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't get it. I mean, like, what has she, I saw people like, oh, what has she won? I was like, her team went to the final four last year and was in national title game. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, that's one thing, but like, yeah, it, yeah, she, she, she I usually like Jay Williams, so that really maybe I was yeah. disappointed. She, she could have gone to UConn or something, but she stayed home. And I mean, I, Iowa was a decent women's basketball program before she got there. But right. She took them to – I mean, look how many people are showing up at their games now. I mean, yeah, like the game, at Mackey, the game at Mackey sold out and Purdue does not sell out women's games. Yeah. And it was like – it was very clear to the Caitlin Clark effect. Like, yeah. it was awesome. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu. I hope I didn't butcher that name. Uh, kind of the Caitlin Clark before Caitlin Clark, um, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Um, she was really fun to watch at Oregon. Um that was really fun to watch. I said, I, I, we had some friends go to the all-star Saturday. Cool. So we actually, this is the first time I've actually watched all-star Saturday, probably since high school all the way through. <laughs> um, and Steph for Sabrina was my favorite part. Like it she was went toe to toe too. She did. And credit to her. Like she wanted to shoot from the NBA three point mm-hmm. line. Um, you know, she was using women's ball, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, she, I mean, it, when you look at the actual three point contest, she hit as many as the guys who, as, as Dame who end up winning it. So, yeah, like I yeah. hope they do that more often, but because she was awesome. Last one here NBA All Star game as a whole, terrible, <laughs> trash, yeah, trash. Um, it's a shame because yeah, I, I, I saw some highlights from like even like 03, what it looked like. And yeah. yes, it wasn't what it used to be like. Just yeah, it's just when the players don't care about it, like why should the fans care? Like right. it's it was pitiful. Yep. Um, that'll do it for the pick six segment brought to you by Pro Forma Print Two Promo Group. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting? Pro Forma Print Two Promo Group has over fifty years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. We strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. All right, birdie bogey time. There is one college football program that has had the most NFL draft picks ever. Can you name that? I feel like my obvious choice is Alabama. I'm not sure if I want to go with it because, again, is the obvious one the correct one? Um, it was Euler, so I'm going to go with Alabama Crimson Tide. You have another guess? 
Michigan. <laughs> no, neither. Dang it. Notre Dame. Fighting Irish. They were, they were, well, it was my first, my honest, my first two thoughts because I was like, is it too obvious to be Alabama? was like Notre Dame or Michigan because they were so good yeah. you know, back in the day and they put a ton of guys in there. But yeah. Notre Dame had 525 and USC had 524. Oh, okay. I didn't think about Notre USC for a second. Yeah. That is going to do it for the Tan and the J Man show. Have a I like to call them now. Uh, but uh, have a fantastic week, everybody, and we'll be back at her next Monday.